Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another four-part series on the Tej Talks podcast. So before this, we had Mindful with Two L's Monday, kind of talking about stoicism and mindfulness and and being relaxing with my mindful voice. And uh, I thought I'd switch it up for this month and focus on social media and in particular, the kind of building a brand and a personal brand piece. Um, You know, this is a pilot. So was Mindful Monday, just to see what the numbers are like, to see what what people are liking, you know, and, and I'll kind of look at both of these and see if there's a particular winner um, and aim to carry one of them on. So let me know if you really liked Mindful Monday or if, you know, once you've listened to these, if you like them and I will carry them on. So what is social media? I mean, I won't answer that because 99.9% of you are going to know what it is, right? It's a platform. It's a platform to communicate, to show who you are, who you're not. And, you know, I guess nowadays in the world of influencers to show who you're pretending to be. Um, and if anyone's seen the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix, you'll see the power of social media and marketing and influencers and, and really quite sad at the power of money. Um, and, you know, when we relate this to property, you know, property is very visual. Every viewing you're doing, you're, you're viewing, right? It's in the word, you're seeing something. Every calculation you're doing it's it's on your screen it's numbers it's it's very easy to talk about and show people it's a very visual industry um naturally and that lends itself so nicely to social media and to showing people what you're doing you know um people don't need to hear you talk about a rundown house they don't need to smell it or feel it you show them a picture of a mashup kitchen then they're gonna know what's up right and so it's so important these days to be on social media. Um, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a caveat in here. There's plenty of old school people who are not on it, have huge networks, are known, get loads of money, make loads of money, happy days, not a single post on Facebook. That, that can be done, don't get me wrong. Um, but perhaps the kind of new generation who don't have those networks or those kind of old friends from back in the day or haven't worked X many jobs and know this many people and blah, blah, blah. You know, social media is the best way to put one message out to tens, hundreds, thousands, millions of people at once with one click. You know, it's the most powerful way to share your story and to share anything, how much you like cats or or if, you know, if you prefer ricotta to mozzarella. I mean, I don't know who talks about things like that, um, but it's super powerful. So if you're not on it, get on it. Um, and I think what's really, really important to also note is that yes there are a huge number of people on these platforms but you know you probably only remember you know a handful at best at times and the ones you remember do something that makes you remember them um if anyone listens to the mf ceo podcast with andy frisella which i recommend you all do it's incredible not for everyone but i think it's amazing and when i said his name you probably heard his kind of angry barking aggressive american voice in the back of your head telling you to get off your butt and do something right because that's his that's his tonality that's how he comes across that's his personality that's his brand 
You remember him. If I say Tom Bilyeu, probably think of someone who's a lot more softer, a bit more reserved, but someone who's really, really intelligent. Um, if I say Rob Moore, someone who speaks really quickly, um, and someone who has quite a distinct voice um, and likes to really deliver things sharp and effectively and be efficient. And, and that's two or three examples of what a brand means to a lot of people. You know, if I say Gary V, you imagine him with his little beanie hat on and his little hair and him saying to some graduate, you got to have self-awareness, you know, just do it. Like, don't worry about all that stuff, what your parents think, what your friends think, just do it. And if I say 10x to you, I'm sure you picture Mr. Grant Cardone parachuting into his, his stadium for his 10x tour. I'm sure you picture him on his YouTube videos showing how he closes sales in, in like 20 seconds just by breathing on the phone. Um, yeah. So you know, those are examples of what a brand is. And me taking the mick out of some of them also shows you what image their brand gives me personally and how I perceive it, right? So you, know, you might think, oh, but hold on, these guys have gazillions of followers, they're well-known, they're this, they're that. But they started off having the same number of followers as you did one time. They started off not even having an Instagram, Facebook account like you may not. You know, they started off with that self-doubt, with that am I going to get that big? As much as they give it the whole, no, nah, I always believe in myself. You know, you always have times where you don't. So that's one thing before I kind of delve into what a brand is and why it's important is to just forget, like you will grow followers. You will have an ROI. You will have meaningful conversations with people who follow you and get things out of it, but it's going to take time. Um, there are ways to speed it up, which I'll I'll touch on in, in part four, which is the resources aspect. But a lot of the time it's, it's probably going to be organic and that's what the platforms want because they ban certain bots or tools or scripts that may speed it up for you a little bit, right? So what is brand? I think we've kind of covered that, but you know, essentially a brand is what you're remembered for, what people say about you when you're not in the room, um, what people think about when they hear your name, you know, what people think when they see your name, um, the, the facial expression on someone's face when they tell someone about you all of these things, the emotions, the the way you come across, the colours you use, everything is your brand, right? And nowadays it's so important for it to be relevant and appropriate to your sector, to your field, but also really kind of be in sync with who you are as a person. It's so difficult to keep up a facade. Um, I can't even do it for a minute. And I'm sure you're the same. Like, it is really, really difficult. Um, and lying just doesn't feel right. Um, you know, like naturally speaking, as humans, when we lie, just something, you know, it's not something not nice in, in, in the kind of back of our minds. So, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to create something out of nothing because your nothing is everything to someone else, right? And your nothing is something to someone else. So having a brand is going to set you apart from everyone and anyone. Now, you know, nowadays, you know, I've kind of just gone through what a brand is. So why don't we break that down into some tangible things? Because I say brand a lot and, you know, a lot of people talk about it a lot, but we don't delve into the, the kind of silly things that people wouldn't even think about. Here, here's an, here's a, um, a view on what brand is. There's a guy I used to follow in recruitment. He would always use full stops. He would be very dry and very sarcastic. I've never spoken to this guy on the phone once. I've never met him. But I could see from his comments that he is a dry and sarcastic person. And when I asked people who had met him, they said, yep, he, as he is on LinkedIn, he's exactly the same. Um, and he was kind of fairly well known. All he did was write 
sentences with good grammar, keep them quite curt and to the point, um, and always use full stops. Never once did I see this guy use an exclamation mark, right? Or an emoji. N- never. Never in a year, okay? Look at my profile. <laughs> There's emojis everywhere. There's exclamation marks everywhere. Things are not necessarily grammatically correct. I don't speak the Queen's English. Um, I use various slang terms with various different people. There's a huge difference between us two. And I bet if you meet that person and you meet me, and if, if any of you have, then you'll know that I am exactly how I come across on Facebook and, and pretty much how I sound here on the podcast. So the littlest of things, such as how often you use an exclamation mark or how often you use emojis or what kind of emojis you use, will actually dictate what people think of you and what their expectations are when they meet you. Five years ago, three years ago, would this have even been a thing? Probably not, but it's the technical world we live in. You know, These are the tools we have to express ourselves. We're behind a screen. You can't see our faces or hear our voices. So emojis and, and sort of different grammatical tools and, and punctuation parts, punctuation? Yeah, just punctuation in general, um, are how we communicate who we are. So if you're a kind of serious, sarcastic person, you'll throw the full stops in there. But if you're kind of happy-go-lucky, then put the smiley faces in there. You know, this is not a bank. We're not wearing ties and shirts and we're not all corporate. I'm going to hate on the fact that someone's putting emojis in a message. Like, it's totally normal. So there's a small insight into what kind of the tangible aspects of having a brand are. You know, people say, oh, you know, your brand is not your logo. It's not your colours. And I agree with the basic sentiment that it's not, you know, you are and your values are. However, if you have a cool logo and you have a color that stands out, then when people think of you, when they meet you and they see your things, they're going to associate you with that. Right now, stop for a second. What color do you associate Hedge Talks with? Right, I bet it's yellow. Um... If you have a colour and a strong logo, people are going to remember it. And the whole point nowadays is, you know, us millennials apparently have the um, attention span of goldfish uh, or something like that. Daily Mail said it, I'm sure. Very uh, erudite piece of uh, publication that is. Anyways, um, so it's important to get people to remember you and to be in their minds, not constantly, but consistently. Um, You know, you want them to see a colour and think, oh, that's so-and-so's colours like that. Oh, I wonder how they're doing. Oh, I wonder what they're up to. Oh, I need to buy something off them that I haven't had for a while and and that colour reminds me of it. So your colour, your logos, the way you write is how you're going to come across as a brand on things like Facebook. The way you are in videos, and no, videos are not easy. You know, a lot of people get nervous when they do them or they feel uncomfortable doing them. But how you come across on that video, which is such a powerful tool nowadays, is going to, again, show people who you are um, and that's a lot easier because it's visual and they can see your face and read your expressions and your, hear your tone of voice, right? Um, I think other aspects of your brand that matter are the content. So not just how you're saying something, but what you're saying. And part three of this series is going to focus purely on content. And it's with Aaron Dew, who you may all know. He's, his content is awesome. Um, so what you're saying is really important. If people are, you know, posting, oh, hey, you know, how do I serve a section 21 or whatever? And you know, and you respond like, wow, you're a landlord and you don't know, full stop. Like people are going to think a certain way about you. And you may not even be like that, but instantly people are going to think, hmm, sounds a bit bitchy, sounds a bit terse, sounds not very helpful, you know, at all. 
Um, and that's because of the way you've said it and what you've said. If you say, hey, Mr. Y, Mrs. X, uh, here's how you serve a section 21. Um, you know, I don't want to bore you with the details, but here's two links to the official .gov site or whatever. So you know exactly what you're doing. Hope that helps. Full stop or smiley face, whatever. That is a completely different perception to the first one. And it's because of what you've said and how you've said it. Um, so, you know, when you're commenting, comment as you would as a person. But also remember, like, it's difficult on on kind of written text to get across emotions and your tone of voice and your intonation. And that's why, you know, when you when you want a serious conversation with someone, and actually Dan Hulbert mentioned this on the, the special uh, sort of construction podcast we did, is that pick up the phone when you're you know in a relationship of any type and something kind of awkward or tricky comes up it's a lot easier to to do it via voice and and speak in a certain way so just be aware that when you write things they may come across slightly different to to what you expect um so i hope that clears up kind of what a brand is and what makes it tangible you know it's kind of not what people talk about as much a lot of people say it's your values it's um the kind of things you stand for which it is but that's the kind of fluffy stuff which you know already but what I've hopefully just told you is the more kind of tangible, practical stuff that you can look at, review, work on, change if you need to, to really be yourself. And the other day, actually, a friend of mine, Ravi, Ravi Vicaria, check out the Ravi and James show. I'm going to be on it soon. It's, it's awesome. Um, said to me, you know, like, what are your thoughts on kind of swearing on uh, on videos and on podcasts? And he said, he, you know, he's kind of, he does what he likes, basically. And you know what? I I agree with that approach. Um, I don't swear much, so you probably won't hear me so much on on, on podcasts. Um, I think it's it's an interesting one, you know, because it really depends on what you're doing and what you're in. If you're in property um, and you want to kind of come across real and authentic, then, you know, and, and you swear in real life and it's a normal part of who you are in your vocab, then swear. I mean, nothing too rude. I'm not going to say any words, but you know what I mean. Um, and And, you know, I guess nowadays in the English language, swearing is such a big part of it and also a big part of the humour in the language. Um, so, you know, totally up to you. Uh, you know, there's pros and cons, loads of pros and cons for either side. It's totally up to you. Um, if you're in a corporate business meeting where you're all wearing suits and you have to have a stiff upper lip, then yeah, maybe don't swear. Again, totally up to you. Um, again, it's your personality. Do what you need to do. Um Another thing I'd say is someone does you wrong and they're factually in the wrong, don't post it on Facebook and don't go slandering them and complaining about them. Um, one, if it if there was a business deal and you know, you could end up actually slandering them and going to court, but that's that's the kind of more serious situation. But more importantly, yes, other people should be warned about these kind of people. Um, so use it um use it appropriately you know if someone's done you wrong and it was kind of a a business relationship and etc etc you know you don't need to post about it sort it out with them obviously feel free to tell your close friends or whatever you know that you're not working with them for these reasons to potentially protect them but often by posting things like this especially because they're normally accompanied by quite emotive posts you know they really put people reading it in a bit of a, a kind of awkward place because they may be thinking oh well thanks for kind of obviously showing me that this person maybe isn't the best to deal with but there's something kind of awkward and uncomfortable about reading and seeing someone you know bitching about someone else openly on a Facebook page it's just kind of not mature and I don't know me personally I think it can make you look bad even if you're still helping people 
if you do it really emotively, if you do it quite descriptively and kind of objectively and logically, can potentially work better. Um, but just be careful around those things. Um, also, you know, posting on people's things, saying negative things is not, you know, again, it's not going to necessarily get you the best reputation. It might be who you are, but I would say angle it so it's constructive. Um, you know, there's, there's just no need for negativity, right? Like, if someone says something stupid or something you don't agree with, then disagree with it. Don't say, oh, mate, you're an idiot. Just say, hmm, you know what? Interesting point, but not for me. Totally don't agree with it. Here's why. You know, have that constructive conversation because they could actually read that and say, you know what? I was wrong. Whereas if you went in and said, tool, they would, they, would, they would have completely ignored you and not changed their mindset at all, despite the fact you could have been right and it could have changed their life or been really easy. So I hope that covers uh, how to kind of know how you will come across and the different aspects of where people will have an insight into who you are um, and the kind of tangibility of that aspect. Another thing, I guess, within the kind of brand piece is just to highlight the importance of it. If you look around you, there's there's plenty of money. There's so much money in circulation right now in the world. And there's so much money that could be yours for whatever reason, right? Getting loans is so easy. Getting investors, I'm not going to say it's easy because I haven't got experience in that yet. But from all the people I've interviewed and seen, it's pretty straightforward when you have something they want. You know, you got to think you've never posted on, on Facebook. You haven't really got a website, haven't got Twitter, haven't, haven't got any sort of online presence. You meet someone, and you say, hey, you know, blah, 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 you know, and they really like you. And you say, oh, I've got this project I want to invest in. And they say, oh, it all stacks. They're really keen. They're like, cool, you know, I'll get back to you. Obviously, let me just have a think about it. What's the first thing people do? Google you, Facebook you, find you. And they see a profile from 2009 when you had hair down to your your knees and you were rocking jeans with holes in them. Actually, they're back in fashion now, so I can't say that. But you know what I mean, right? The kind of bad haircuts we all used to have. Um, don't check my Facebook. You won't find any. Uh, you know, they're going to think, who is this person? What, why did I even engage with him or her? Because are they are they legit? Are they even like what? Because nowadays, if you're not online, you haven't got a presence you know, there's a real lack of trust. It's not like kind of the older days. It's like an, your your online presence is literally like your online CV and your online trust. Um, and you'll you'll notice it yourselves when you meet people and you find them online and you see all their profiles. You say, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, real person, real kind of things going on, part of a community, etc. Um, but if you don't have that, then you're potentially leaving a lot of money and deals on the table because people just don't, know who you are and there's no social proof that they should trust you right social proof is incredible and this is why building a brand is important if you build a brand that is known for quality integrity value whatever your values are and you're showing this i.e look at you know some of the people on the podcast have amazing brands um you look at someone like tom henderson someone like dan from um habibo look at their social media profiles may green investments look at their social media profile profiles and the proof is there that they are designing gorgeous houses and filling them and making money and returning money to their investors. And it's as simple as that. People see that and say, well, the proof is here. Like, let's talk figures. Let's get into it. Um, there's a guy called Craig who's on the podcast as well from Yorkshire. And uh, I said to him, so how much money have you raised in JV Finance? And he said, well, pet. About one million pounds. I said, oh, bloody hell, man, that's a lot. How did you do that? And he said, Facebook. 
okay, my Yorkshire accent, bad. Um, and I said, what do you mean, Facebook? Um, like, that's it? And he was like, like, you know, people see what I do. They see me with a screwdriver. They see me with me cup of tea on site. They see the videos and they want to invest because they see the proof. Um, you don't have to write amazing poems. You don't have to be an incredible copywriter or have an amazing camera. You just have to document what you're doing. And again, we'll get to that in part three. So I hope this this episode has highlighted the importance of having a brand, uh, you know, why you should have one, what a brand is, um, and then uh, last, you want to touch on how to create one. And again, parts two and three are really going to kind of delve into this, but you need consistency, you need a why, you need a message, and you need core values, and you need to understand how to communicate them, and you need to be consistent in how often you're posting and engaging and commenting, but also consistent in your brand message. Everything I do is yellow or black, and there's a slight bit of purple sometimes. I'm consistent. You know, if you see a yellow square with a bit of black on it, chances are it's me. Um, I haven't seen many other people doing that. I mean, I don't have more than like a thousand Facebook friends or something, so I'm sure there are. Um, but my aim is to take over that color and that combination, and that style and that font. That is becoming the brand. Um, so don't worry about starting small. You have to start somewhere. If you haven't got social media accounts, I'd strongly recommend Facebook huge 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 learning resource and community for the property world linkedin more professional less kind of cat photos and, and silly stuff but really good for meeting investors um instagram's really really good if i had to pick one it'd be facebook if i had to pick two it'd be facebook and linkedin um twitter i don't see much value in yet for property um other than that obviously have a good website um you, know, you can build a lot of these yourself using a site like wix or godaddy or something like that Again, outsource it if it's not your forte, but make sure it's consistent with your brand. Um, and another thing, be authentic. Be who you are. If you're struggling, share it. You know, the, the kind of world and influencers is shifting. People want to see the failures, the challenges and the, the getting to success. Like, sure, you know, I'd, you know, looking at a guy with a six pack working out, I'm thinking, well, you know, I need to be that. But at the same time, if I saw someone pre-six-pack who was working out and I saw them get the six-pack, I would think, well, hold on a minute. He looks like he looked like me before and now he looks like that. I mean, this is achievable, you know. So really, really make sure you have that authenticity and you're not scared to share your journey because your journey is valuable. People will relate to you and what you've been on, right? So ensure that within your brand, you maintain who you are. I've said it a lot during this podcast, but honestly... I just can't stress the importance enough. So everyone, I hope that's been really, really useful. Um, any questions on brand, send me an email, tej at bricksandmore.co. Yep, just .co. Um, cool kids have CO, you know, startups and everything. Um, except estate agents never listen when I tell them code and they think. Anyways, um, I hope that's been useful. Any questions, pop me an email, connect with me on social media because you all have accounts now uh, or you have them anyway. Ask me any questions. You know, I'm more than happy to give a few people a kind of uh, brand audit where, you know, we kind of look through your profiles on the phone or on a voice note and basically I uh, kind of be very honest and very upfront and say, look, these are my thoughts. Here's here's some suggestions. Um, and I'm no expert, so please, you know, don't think I'm out here selling courses for 10 grand. No, sorry, today it's night. No, you know what? Today it's actually five. 
But actually, hmm, you look like you're quite committed. How about today we do the course for two grand? Yeah, but it's worth... Te- I'm, j- I'm joking. I'm not selling anything. Um, I literally just love this stuff. Um, I love creating it. So more than happy to help. Um, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I'm growing quickly. Um, and I've, I've got sort of got experience in it in the recruitment aspect. Um, and I'm doing it in property and helping some investors with that at the moment. So always happy to help and, and give you some free insight. Um, another quick thing, actually, before I go is Facebook. Some quick tips for your profile. Make sure the profile picture is your face. Um, you know, when you meet someone, Generally speaking, you you look into each other's eyes. You you kind of get to know each other by maintaining eye contact or by looking at each other and understanding the nuances and the facial expressions that they show and their body language. Now, if your profile picture is a face, naturally someone can connect with you because they can see your eyes and it makes you more human, even though you're behind a screen. You may start noticing this now. Now, I've told you uh, when you look at people's profiles. So if yours is a cat or it's your muscular back or it's your Lamborghini, then, you know, in my opinion, people are less likely to connect with you. Um, We can argue all day about this, but, you know, there's plenty of psychology out there. Um, And just, you know, look at people's profiles and and see how you feel when they don't have a face. Um, There's also a lot of fake accounts out there. So it just adds to potentially people not trusting you from the get go. Um, Cover photo, I kind of think you can, you know, make it a bit more personal. Again, try and get, you know, a high res photo, Try and get it something that, you know, that means something to you. If you want to have it as your company logo, just make sure, again, it's not blurry and it looks looks kind of nice. You know, fill out your bio details. I'm not saying give me your sort code and account number and your, and your national security number. But just, you know, fill it out so people know what you're doing. If you want to connect with someone and your thing has no information, your profile picture is a dog's tail, um, then... You know, people are going to think, oh, is it a fake account? Is this person relevant to my network? I mean, yeah, some people accept everything. But, you know, nowadays with the limits, you know, that these platforms have, you have to be a bit more careful on who you're kind of accepting. Um, So make your profile, you know, like you would make yourself investable, make your profile friendable, let's call it. um, And just consider what people are going to think when they kind of reach your profile. Again, pictures. You know, remove the ones from back in the day. You know, they're, they're not necessarily, if it's your business account, uh, I mean, if it's a Facebook use for business too, you know, preferably remove the old ones or hide them. Um, you know, post stuff often on your timeline. If you haven't posted for years, again, people are going to potentially be wary of connecting with you, right? Like, it's like walking into a ghost town. Make your Facebook uh, a thriving city um, to compare it to that. I hope those few quick tips helped. Uh, like I said, get in touch with me if you need anything else. And I am really looking forward to the next three parts. Look out for them over the next few Mondays. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.